Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. A Big Spark Studios original. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. Before we get into this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe to Chris. Oh, no. Well, subscribe to my channel, too. Why not? Um, and my Patreon, patreon.com slash Chris Clemens. But um, subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like video episodes, we put those up on youtube.com slash Chris. My camera is slipping. If you are watching the video episodes, which we upload to youtube.com slash Chris. Sorry, we're coming in a little bit hot. I've had like the perfect amount of caffeine. We're talking about something very exciting, which is just... Uh, my brand middle kid is relaunching and I figured this would be a fun time to come up with just things to talk about in business. And I put out a voicemail for you guys, or I put out a Instagram story for you guys to leave voicemails with any business advice, business questions, middle kid questions. Um, and yeah, I just thought it would be interesting to talk about this side of middle kid as I don't really ever, kind of do like the Chris Jenner masterclass of like, this is what I would teach you. But I do feel like I have learned um, quite a bit over the last, oh my God, I mean, like so many years. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of what the gist of today's episode is going to be. Jake actually thought of this idea. Shout out, Jakey. Um and I just thought it was really great because when you're listening to this, Middle Kid is officially relaunched. Ah, we are starting with three t-shirts and a hoodie. Um, and I'm going to kind of get into why this is so exciting. Um, well, I guess I'll just get right into it because maybe it's my podcast and why the f*** not? But um, yeah, I am relaunching because... And I mean, I haven't put out products for three years. I want to say it's been a really long time. I oh, know. I guess it's been 
2020 dumpster fire, I think, was the last time. Dumpster fire, but then we also did the hats. And then we did the case to five phone case, which I forget all of this was in the pandemic at some point. It's all a blur. It, girl, biggest understatement of life. Um, I am wearing one of the shirts um, that I did watercolor myself, uh, if you're watching the video episodes. But um, yeah, I took a, the most amount of time off from releasing products for my brand, Middle Kid, um, because I was switching manufacturers. I have always had this like dream to have a clothing line. It's funny that I sit in this house and I am relaunching when just like 20 houses up the street, when I was like six years old, I remember painting this white, I think it was like a Gildan that I got from the store called AC Moore, which is like Michael's basically. And I got like, they would have these t-shirt sales and my mom would be like, okay, let's get like four. Cause it was like four for 20 or five for 15 or just something crazy. And I already had acrylic paints at home that I had just like, I would buy a couple colors at a time because I mean, like literally I was young and didn't have a job obviously. So bought like a few paints at a time. And then I built up like this sick library of probably like 15 paints at the time. It felt like I was literally Da Vinci. Um, and I remember just playing around with ironing like decals and sewing and painting. And I just, I remember this one shirt so specifically. I was sitting there, it was a white t-shirt and I was painting like these stripes across and there was like a purple, a yellow, a green, a black, um, maybe a blue stripe. But I just remember painting that shirt and thinking, God, I would just, I mean, it's such an awful shirt. Looking back, I'm like every pride company or every company has ripped it off for pride basically. But I mean, I, I vividly so remember thinking, God, I would love to have a clothing brand and, or I'd love to sell clothes, but like who would ever buy clothes from a kid in Delaware? And it's just really wild that X amount of years later, like decades, um, I'm sitting in a house that I own in the same neighborhood, which is a little dysfunctional. And I'm like relaunching my brand. It's just, it's really exciting. And I never really, like I imagined it obviously, but I didn't actually picture it becoming something. I don't know. Like when you grow up in like a remote, small place, you just never actually think it's possible to reach new height i don't know it's just a trip to me um but it started out with just like merch when i started uploading in 2000 at the end of 2012 on youtube um that following year i like got signed to a management called big frame and they asked if i wanted to do merch and of course i was like yes i have so many dreams blah, blah, blah. and they were like okay let's settle down put your face on a t-shirt and I was like, ew, no. <laughs> so I would say in the spring or in early 2014 is when I first started selling stuff. And it was this like little tie-dye circle with like blue and purple. And it had like just a C and a slash and a K for like Chris Clemens. <laughs> really creative. Um, and so that, I started with that. And I thought at the time that that was so groundbreaking. I thought like I was... Michael Kors, if you was fucking Michael Kors. Um, but 
I started with that. I didn't have a brand name because it's so weird, like walking down memory lane in this aspect, because at the time, like people weren't starting clothing brands. People weren't starting their own companies the way that people do now. It, I, I mean, like I was barely telling people I made YouTube videos because like the word YouTuber wasn't even, it was like just becoming a thing. So I didn't have a name for it. I just, it was merch. And for me, it was a way to dip my toe into the world of design and fashion and stuff, even on such an like beginner level um, where I think it's almost like heinous to call it fashion or design. But I mean, it was just, it was me exercising that part of my brain, which I hadn't done for a while because, you know, I then started having school and school projects and, I just didn't have time to paint on t-shirts and blink my eyes and dream. <laughs> so I put out some things and then I just, as YouTube really took off in the way that it did, I saw just everybody like making merch became the standard. And for me, I just, I looked at merch very similarly to concert I guess it's still merch, but like t-shirts you get at concerts. And it's like, when you buy a shirt at a concert, I feel like you ever, like you very rarely ever wear it because it's like, I'm not going to walk around with this person's fa- I guess now more so it's like more normal. But back then it's like, I wouldn't, I would never have walked around with like a Hillary Duff concert shirt on. Like, I guess it's just mostly the tour shirts that I had that I would not have worn in public, but it just didn't, I don't know. The idea of wearing someone else's face on your shirt wasn't a huge thing, I feel. So I was like, I'm tired of... I took a break from my merch because it wasn't really selling well. Because <laughs> nobody really even knew who I was, let alone wanted to buy clothes with a C and a K on them. Um, so I just kind of was like trying to let things sell. And then I shifted the way I was thinking about it, where... Like, okay, all of these people, like now that more and more merch is popping up, more like people are going to be more and more selective about what they put their money to. And I also, at the time, was like literally living like paycheck to paycheck, like picking up extra side hustles, like for money. Like I was very much on YouTube and I had established some sort of audience, but it was by no means anything that was even like drinking money in college worth of money. So... I was very much still like on the consumer end of all of this stuff. And I just was like, I'm not going to buy all these people's merch and never wear it because it has a picture of their face. Like, that's just not my vibe. So I was, I, at the time, um, this was probably 2015. I decided to shift it and I decided to not go the traditional merch route. And I will say, I feel like I was one of the first, if not the first, to kind of think this way in terms of shifting merch into more of a clothing line. But I thought, what? Like, Urban Outfitters was really, really hot at the time. Like, it was kind of new, and it was, like, the place to shop. Um, And, oh, I missed life. Like, this time was so fun. Like, everything felt new and fresh. Um, Anyways, I thought what would I walk into Urban Outfitters and want to buy? And that's the attitude I started taking from my merch angle. And that's when the shift from having it be just merch to actually designing and being 
like taking that step further into fashion. Um, so I started, I named my, my merch Bent Apparel because my dog Bentley, um, and I was like, Bent, I mean, I had some bullshit, like little mantra behind it, but I started Bent Apparel and I created shirts at the time. It was like, everybody was just starting the trend of like, mom, you're my mom. Oh my God. You're my dad. Like to internet people. And so I made shirts that said, I'm not your mom. And then I'm not your dad. And then I had one that said chill in this pink, uh, font and they ended up being sold. And it was through the same merch company. Um, and they were definitely skeptical because they were like, it's not usually what sells because they did a ton of other YouTubers, merch and stuff, uh, district lines. And so they were like, okay. And that year my stuff was sold at VidCon because district lines had a booth there. And I didn't even, I wasn't even invited at VidCon. I was in New York during VidCon. Like I was just not there. And my stuff, all of it sold out, not once, not twice, but three times. I think we should bring those designs back, Chris. It, no, we absolutely Retro. shouldn't. <laughs> they're vintage now. Yeah, they're collector's items. I'll always like hold them dear, and I have I have some of them still, but I, I it's not my vibe anymore. But at the time, limited limited collector's item. But at the time, they had to scramble to get these made. Like they were like, "Shit, your stuff!" And my stuff was sell like sold out, and that's when I just like sort of had this realization of okay this is the mother thing. And now everybody doesn't even make merch. They start clothing lines. And so I don't know it. That was, that was the one moment where I was like, Holy shit. What was your evolution to, to go to, to middle kid? Cause middle kid has a real significant meaning to you. Um, well, yeah, I'm a middle kid, but I, I just bent apparel. I wasn't thinking of when I was renaming it, I wasn't thinking of like the longevity of it. I'm as opposed to where I was thinking of like the longevity of the overall, what I would want for a brand like that. I've had known well before I even came up with the name bent apparel. Like I want, my goal was to create a clothing brand that was not only cool and just like, it wasn't just a boardroom full of white people saying what teenagers and young people or whatever find cool. It's what me, an actual like person kind of paying attention to all facets of life, kind of my perspective of it. Mm -hmm. And just also to make a brand for like normal people, not really skinny people and not plus size people, like just Obviously, I'm gonna make sizes. F I want my the goal is to make an inclusive brand that covers all sizes. Mm -hmm. So I just that's another thing is I just want to make clothes that have like the average person in mind, not like some six foot five Saint Laurent model or something like that. So I, yeah, and then as obviously as I've grown and kind of continued to live in the world that we live in there. I have more goals of just things I want to do that can also incorporate the people around me and blah, blah, blah. So some of the behind the scenes stuff that I've been able to see is your deep commitment to the aesthetic and kind of 
your your voice you know like i you know i actually i'm sporting a middle kid uh, case right now ah, i miss those cases they don't make them for my big phone anymore <laughs> um but I, we need but to call what, up case defy well we'll do it i'll do that after the show um one thing that, that i think a lot of people don't know is the behind the scenes and you take a inordinate amount of time trying to figure out exactly how you want to do things and you you want it to be right and you just don't throw anything up and i really admire that and i think that's Thank you yeah that, i mean you know that's some of the you know like if we can get into some of that behind the scenes like People don't see it. that. Can, they just, they yeah, just, we can air out anything we want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think what a lot of people say is like, oh, they just threw it up there. But you actually, I mean, I've been in those meetings. You're going back and forth. You have uh, a collab coming out later that we had multiple calls, went back and forth on designs on it. We and, did. Oh, yeah. That's going to be in like August, though. <laughs> yeah, It's okay. But the point is, is that, you know, anything that you put out, um, you really want to get right because you actually care about other people yeah you yeah care, well you i mean that's but that's the thing is i grew up like we weren't poor but we weren't rich like we never really went on vacations because my parents put like all of the money towards our education i very much was someone who if i wanted extra money or money to do anything I had to go and work for it. And there was nothing more disappointing than finally getting the amount of money to buy something I'd wanted for a while, it coming, and it just being such a shitty, unfulfilling experience. And that's just something I'll never not take into consideration when I'm doing stuff. I already have guilt enough that I feel like I'm asking people to put their money towards me. But on top of that, it's like, I want to make sure that the entire experience, there's not like even a mildly sour taste left at the end of it, because I'll never not remember what that felt like of having one made job and two side hustles while attending school and doing you like, I very much will always take that with me because I also love the experience of when you get something and what that kind of fantasy is like um and that's definitely something i'm excited to get working on like one now that we've found our new man manufacturer and we're relaunching like getting the packaging done in a way that's still exciting but not wasteful um yeah i just that's i'll just never not and at the end it's my name on it like if it sucks that's a direct reflection of me so I actually saw on the Instagram, on the Middle Kid Instagram, that I teased coming soon in September. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. But I again, it's like, I will not sell something unless I feel comfortable having a stranger put their money on it and get it. Well, your attention to details is, is, is extraordinary. It's almost a problem, though. Well, there, there's one thing that I don't know if people... You know, you even went down to the tag. Like, the tag has kind of special significance too, even your tag. Well, yeah, but yeah. that's because that's part of it. Like to me, that is to make a full 360 experience down to the tag. Like I am finally at like this ability in life where I'm not just painting acrylic on a fucking cotton t-shirt. Like I'm able to come up with the tags and just call all the shots. And so, yeah, I'm ab absolutely not going to overlook something like a tag because again that 
it matters if the tag is itchy or if it's that like I wear clothes. I'm very particular. I meant what was on the tag too, Chris. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think, well, doing the tags is what inspired the new logo. That's, that's what I mean. That's the, yeah. Like it's, yeah. that's, and that's what I love about the process is like all the happy accidents of like, I wasn't even thinking of making a new logo. And then I was working on the tags and it's like from the little picture that's in my kitchen. And I was like, oh my God, this is fire. And so many things like my Uck shirt, you know, the one that says UCK with an exclamation. That was supposed, I made that out of pipe cleaners and scanned them in. That was supposed to say F-. And then like two days before the launch, I was like, shit, nobody is going to, like nobody's parents are going to buy them a shirt that says F-. And nobody, if they do buy it, like nobody's going to wear or be able to wear a shirt that says F- that often. So I took the F off and called it Uck. I guess that happened well before the launch. The products launch and I just, we called it the Uck shirt. Like five or 10 minutes after launch, I was like, oh, there's no F. There's no F to give. And so we retouch. And so, like, I love that part of the process where you find all these, like, little, and they, I feel like it happens to me literally so much where it's like the most brilliant thing. But, um, yeah, I like that. I just love this part of the whole process. Like, the whole, like, designing and planning is really brutal because I'm like, I don't know what I want. And, uh, and then sampling, like we spent like over $10,000 on samples for like, it's not great, but <laughs> please go buy it. Middlekid.supply. <laughs> but um, no, I just, I really do have such a genuine like interest in it. I don't know. Is there something in particular with this, with the recent, um, drops that you were like especially picky about, or was it just I guess everything? <laughs> Jake, it's hard because it, Jake, stop nodding. I just realized, <laughs> I, like five seconds later, that what you were nodding to. Shut the fuck up, Jake. Um, wait, what was the question? Now that I got so caught off by Jake's well, shadiness, I was thinking about like you're or you're picky about your own clothes that you wear. So I'm assuming like I'm wondering, was there anything in particular that you were picky about, or that there was a more? Um, I mean, everything. Yeah. Like literally, it's like some of my emails can be so f-ing petty, but it's like I'm so dead serious. Like I, it's hard though because I try to base some of this off of like where I'm at in life and like what I really enjoy. Um, because again, middle kid is my perspective on shit. And so, um, like I remember when we were with our last manufacturers, like kind of where we ended was me wanting really thick, heavy t-shirts. And I just, I really love that. But now I love like this looser kind of airier, but still, I don't know, like it's soft, but still whatever. It's different. So for me, I get really in my head of like, is, am I still going to like this shirt in a year? And I also see these designs for like months to years before people see them. And so by the time it comes out, I am like so over it because I'm like, oh, I've already exhausted this shirt. Cause I've been wearing this shirt, for example, for like, I mean, a year? Like, I've been wearing this shirt for so long. Granted, I still am not sick of it. So I'm like, okay, slay, bitch. Um, But yeah, I'm 
like even the cropping of like how far I want it to come down. I've gone down, I've gone back up. I think it's like somewhere in the middle now, but yeah, like the shade of brown on one of the t-shirts. I'm And the stitching even on the hoodie, like there's a lot of, right? The- yeah. Hoodies are a beast. And, oh, I guess I do want to bring this up with this drop particularly since, or in particular, since we are at a new manufacturer, it was kind of tough because I think it's the most limited I'm going to feel in this new chapter because for them, they obviously saw my past sales and we had to give all of these like data sheets basically of um P&Ls and just the whole profits and losses and all of that of just so they could see my numbers before we agreed to work together. And so for this first drop, they, cause I was very much moving in. I was like, this is what I want. This is what I like hope to do. This is where I want to take it and cut and sew, which is like basically designing the actual t-shirts, like the fit and the cut of t-shirts and the fabric that is definitely where I want to be going with all of my clothes. So I made that abundantly clear. And they were like, however, for the first release, we do want to just see numbers just to get an idea of like what's going on. And so we had to use like pre-existing garments that we were basically like dying and printing on. And it wasn't ideal for me because what's at, like the inventory of just like blanks that are out there are, is so like limited and like when fabric has polyester in it, that's what's going to cause it to pill and not last very or like not look good for very long. So like, um, you did a lot of customization. You actually did a lot of customization on it because I I remember the back and forth. Sizing, well, yeah. Tying. So I I like just very much know where I want middle kid to be. And I feel with this drop, it's not the full, it's not like the full fantasy yet. Like it's the sizing we only have is small to two X, which I'm definitely looking forward to making bigger and smaller sizes in the future. But again, with this drop, it's just how my manufacturers wanted to do it. And the t-shirts originally went up to three X, but I wanted to shift the sizing. So basically an extra large, of the blank would be a large and middle kid because it just didn't feel like it was an accurate fit for an extra large. Like this is technically an extra large, but like this doesn't fit me like an extra large. It fits me like a large. And so there's just a lot of toying we had to do for this. And it's by no means where I want middle kid to fully be. And that is hard for me to be okay with having this moment for my brand not be the full thing of what I want it to be, but instead as a stepping stone of where I know I want this brand to be. And that I will say for anybody looking to get into their own business and things is accepting that every time might not be that end result that you were looking for, but in the bigger picture, you'll see that that was exactly the step you needed to take to get to having a full-time brand of exactly what you want it to be. You're taking a beautiful, um, you're taking a beautiful risk. And I, I think, Hey Sam, do you have voicemails? Because I, I love the idea of, um, you know, Chris being able to, 
talk about. I mean, first of Jake's all, Jake's like he's talking in circles. <laughs> he he's lost the ship. No, the I ship mean, is not landing or the plane, you're, whatever you're method well, of transportation. You, you know, you're an open book and you're candor about this. It's very scary to take a risk, and it's also very rewarding because you're going for it. You're not going to have that regret, and you're going to make adjustments as time goes on. But I think people, there are so many people who don't try things that they love and and you're a testament to trying things that you love and and it's worth the risk because other otherwise you're going to sit around and have regret yeah and i I, mean like i'd be absolutely lying to you in your face or your ear wherever you're consuming this piece of art but like i am terrified for this drop that i guess has already happened when this episode comes out but we're like, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, oh my God, we're so much closer than I even realized it. Um, but I mean, I am terrified because one, I, on one aspect, I've spent seven, five to seven years building street cred slash credibility overall with selling products. And one launch, that's a miss can totally derail all of that. And making sure that people feel seen and included is a huge part of like my brand and like what I want middle kid to be. And the fact that I feel like I, that people might feel that I missed the mark on that is gonna, I don't know. There's just so much stress, but at the end of the day, I'm very open and receptive to criticism and, I'm I'm always down to own things when I fuck up and all of that. And so it's just the ability to learn and like move forward from that learning moment is so important. And I'm kind of just trying to, this is more so me just once again, telling myself to <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm like so scared. Like what if it sucks and like everyone hates it and no one buys it and, opposite and it's also kind of embarrassing like as like a public person of like if you fail everyone sees that failure you know it's like oh won't won't so <laughs> i don't know it's it's nerve-wracking but yeah you definitely shouldn't let that stop you it should just only motivate you to hopefully make as little errors as possible yeah well i i have but yeah let's get into some voicemails, I have voicemails but and the, i mean a, a lot of people do have asked before your advice for getting started. So I feel like, you know, knowing that it's this process and that, you know, you've started it, it's like, it gives you something to strive for to know, like maybe this one won't be perfect, but there's still, you know, a lot ahead of you. And yeah. And I mean, something that's comforting about that whole thing is like, okay, I think about like big fashion brands like Dior or, you know, like, Gucci or whatever. It's like, there's moments that they have awful shows. Like there's moments where they don't perform to the best of their abilities or do that. So it's like, you just at the end of the day have to also remember that like, it feels like the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world. There's a new day and you can like always start fresh, honestly. 
Now, before we carry on with the rest of the episode, I want to thank one of our sponsors, which is Way. Now, healthy hair starts at the scalp, and Way's got the scalp care to help you let your hair down this season and get it looking stronger, fuller, and healthier. And especially now that it's spring, it's time to let go of whatever's not serving you and make way for a new season, some new growth, some new change. And what better way to initiate that change with some Way products? And with Way, you can make these changes even easier than before. If you don't know, Way has supported this podcast a bunch, and I love them. I literally just got a shipment from them the other day, and oh my god, I love it. Way's anti-dandruff shampoo fights flakes and soothes scalps. It's formulated with salicylic acid and 100% clinically proven to gently soothe itchy, irritated scalps while keeping hair clean and soft. Now, their detox shampoo gives your scalp and hair a little bit of a reset. It's perfect for oiliness, unwanted shine, and flaky or dry scalp. And then their scalp serum balances and hydrates the scalp. It soothes the irritation and keeps your hair stronger and fuller through a healthy, hydrated, balanced scalp. I just love that Way was founded by someone who is passionate and interested in people's hair. And also, I just love their products overall. One, they work, which is always a plus. And two, they smell fantastic. And even their dog shampoo I use on Booger smells beyond. So guys, the way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code unhinged for 15% off your entire purchase. That is T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com code unhinged. Thank you so much way for supporting the podcast yet again. And you guys are just leading the way. Now, I do want to thank one more sponsor of today's episode, which is Mind Bloom. Now, there is no quick fix for anxiety and depression. It's not finding a new therapist or starting an exercise routine, not more regular meditation or a better diet. If you haven't figured it out yet, life healing and becoming a better version of yourself is a process. It doesn't stop. You don't magically arrive. But sometimes you need something to unlock your brain or like a new way of thinking about and seeing the world. And that is where Mindbloom comes in. Mindbloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy for people looking for a new way to treat their anxiety and depression. They combine science-backed medicine with a guided treatment plan that is both affordable and fast-acting. To begin, take Mindbloom's online assessment and schedule a video consult with a licensed psychiatric clinician. If approved, you'll work with Mindbloom on your specific treatment plan and you'll be mailed a customized kit complete with medicine, a journal, and treatment materials. After only two sessions, 87% of Mindbloom clients reported improvements in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. Right now, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash unhinged and use promo code unhinged at checkout. Again, go to mindbloom.com slash unhinged, promo code unhinged for $100 off your first six-session program today. It's time to enter your next chapter in mental health and well-being being achieve transformational outcomes with mind bloom by going to mindbloom.com slash unhinged and using promo code unhinged thank you and let's get back to business this episode is brought to you by shopify selling a little or a lot do your thing however you cha-ching with shopify the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by the Weather Channel app. 
Did you know the app can help you forecast more than just the weather? With allergy tracking and flu risk mapping. So you know when to stay inside and load up on podcast, As well as air quality and UV indexing. So you know when to get outside, load up on sunscreen and podcast. Forecast more of what you love with the Weather Channel app. So yeah, let's get into some voicemails. I asked you guys to call into 310-844-6459 about any sort of business advice, business questions, middle kid specific questions. And let's see what we got. Hey, Chris. Um, So I wanted to ask you a question since you have a clothing business and you also work closely with like Lumi and Hustle, you know, stuff like that. So you know about a couple different business avenues. So I have a good idea for a subscription box-based business. This is Um, turning into Shark Tank. So I pretty much priced it out to be able to make like 10 boxes with all the products. So I can do like product shots and send them out for promotional use and stuff like that. But I just wanted to get your take on like the risk factor of starting your own business and having to put all this money into it whenever you really believe in it and it's something that you would want yourself Um but, like, just the risk of losing out on so much money, you know, just think if it were not to work out. Like, I'm confident in it, but it's just a scary thought. So what's your take on the risk factor of starting your own business? Okay, love you. Love you. That's a good question. And, I mean, I think it's a very valid question to ask. And I guess we kind of touched on it earlier. But one thing I will say is important is, like, I heard you say, oh, I know that this is a product I want. That is really important, but also to add, like, take yourself out of the equation. Like, it's good to do the equation with you in it, but also take it out and, like, really, and I'm sure you have, honestly. I'm just saying, like, because I very much started out with, like, I would like this t-shirt. I would like this t-shirt. I would like this. And then I'm like, well, Chris, that's only serving a very limited amount of people because there's only so many people who are going to have the same thought process and outlook and all of that is you. So just make sure that you're thinking of ways that maybe you can make it less ideal for you and more general, especially as you're starting out. Um, And I'm not saying like water down like the product. I'm just saying like if, if it feels very specific or too tailored to just you, try and broaden it to a wider audience slightly it doesn't have to be to everyone but like just be weary about tailoring a product for what you need because sometimes you can get in your own way of that but in terms of the risk factor yeah i mean it's similar to anything um i've invested in um a couple of companies and that is the same thing of giving over a significant chunk of money and the business could fail and go out of business and you're out 50k or whatever like you just that's anything in life you know like you driving to the grocery store to get food so that you can continue to survive as a risk cuz you could get into an act like you know so i think it's smart to think about the risk and like just the idea of failing. Um, but also remember that failing isn't necessarily a bad thing because I have learned literally so much through failing. And 
I feel almost confident saying that I will never make those same mistakes again. Um, so yeah, it, it's there's no way that losing a big chunk of money isn't going to hurt. <laughs> there is not a single fucking thing I can tell you that is going to make that burn go away because losing a giant chunk of money on something that you believe is the gamble. But that is also what makes the payoff so much better also. Um so yeah, I I think you could either play it safe and not do it and wonder what if or you can take the risk and accept that there could be a huge financial loss and have a plan like a a next step but yeah i don't think there's ever going to be something that's going to make a monetary loss like a failed business venture feel fine <laughs> like i don't think anybody in history has been like okay <laughs> <laughs> um i think it's hard to figure out how how much you can afford to invest you know, depending on... That's the thing is, like, uh, there's times where I'm like, I want to do this and this. And they're like, Chris, that is going to cost, make this hoodie go from, like, $75 to, like, 130 And I'm like, okay, I mean, yeah, in the future, I wouldn't mind selling a $130 hoodie if that's what the vision required. And, you know, I'm not gouging the shit out of people just to make money. Um, but for my first thing, I was like, I just can't. Like, yeah, there's there's limitations to everything. And Jake and I are going over the, the P&L sheet, the profits and losses, yeah. to go over what it costs to make and what kind of, and like, what the split the manufacturers get and blah, 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 blah. So you, I think you just have to set, like, a threshold of this is what I'm willing, this is, like, the most I'm willing to put into it. Like set, give yourself a number of like, okay, I'm not going to spend more than $10,000 or $20,000 or $5,000. Give yourself a limit. I mean, I go into auctions with that um, where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bid over that. And I, and how does that work out for you? How does that work? um, I ignored it on the last (laughs) one that I did, but, but I think there's a, I think there's a learning curve to everything in life. right? Totally. And I, and I didn't go to school for any of this. I have absolutely taught myself all of this just based off of having to step up to the plate and do it. Um, and it really is rewarding as much as it is. It's like difficult and easy to get so down on yourself about it. It really is so rewarding to kind of build something from scratch and to have learned so much along the way. And another, I feel like I'm just like randomly spouting out like fortune cookie slogans here or whatever. But like, <laughs> what was even this one? Oh, well, that's for the best. I mean, do you remember, do you remember we had somebody, uh, Sadie, who did the Etsy shop and she was, she was knitting and yeah. know, we highlighted. And I bought those, those items that she made were great. And she took a risk. And she's learning and she's, you know, who knows what that's going to turn into. But the, the idea that, you know, I, I think it's terrible to live with regret. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for you, Chris. I know it's a huge risk. I know the pressure you're under. Uh, You and I are deep in the weeds on it. Um, But I don't know. I know. And it's not even the kind of weeds I want it to be. (laughs) And I'm eyeballing one of those items. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm going to be. Wearing that thing All right, we'll just now. text text the team and have them send it to you. <laughs> um, I know the designer. <laughs> We've got uh, more listeners with questions for you. 
Oh, and if you join my Patreon, um, the fully full blown dysfunction, I will have a coupon code for my little patrons in the top tier. So if you want to save some money, I guess go spend money on Patreon. Yeah, okay, I don't know, but shut up. <laughs> hey, Chris, hey. hope you're doing well. Thank you. I love the spa uh, vibe. I just had a quick question about Metal Kit. Um, I was just wondering if there's any product or like piece of clothing that like you wouldn't be like open to making. Like I've know you've done like t-shirts and like stuff like that in the past, but I was just wondering if there's anything that you're like strictly against and like won't like make. Like maybe it's like a certain like t-shirt made of a certain fabric or like I don't know something like that. So yeah. Um. Okay. Love you. Bye. That's such an interesting question. Thank you. Love you too. Um, I don't know. I def there's so many products that I know I want to make because I find like grinders, for example. I'm gonna address the grinders right now because I know the girls are asking what's going on with them because I made the mistake of teasing a jumbo grinder with my last last manufacturer because I thought it was gonna come out. They couldn't do it the way I wanted, and I kept just like giving pushback and it just wasn't happening. So so like, yeah. So for example, like grinders, I just feel like there is such a gap in the market for grinders that are one effective and do the actual purpose for them because that's obviously the main reason for a grinder is for it to grind your herbs. Um, but at the same time, why does it have to look like a piece of shit sitting on my counter when it doesn't need to be? So for me, when I see stuff like that, that, yeah, it's functional, but is it doing its full, is it giving like its full potential? No. So I try and with jumbo grinders, I am not putting out another grinder until it is exactly the direction I want it to be in where it's also has a design element. Um, but I don't think that there's, I mean like probably like a, a swastika t-shirt. I can fairly much say that I will not make, um, like I heart Donald Trump. Like I love white people. Yeah. Like white people matter. Like, I don't think I'll ever make a little Yeezy thing, but otherwise, I mean, I'm pretty... I'll never just make stuff just to make stuff. I hope that that's something I always take with me. Um, But there's nothing that isn't just, like, offensive that I have ruled out. I try away and stay away from polyester just because of the pilling. But I... Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Hey, Chris. Hey. My name is Robin. I'm from somewhere that doesn't really matter. Okay, Robin. Um, I saw your Instagram story to call in about business. And yeah, I don't own a business, but I work in public accounting, so literally my life sucks. And God. I'm working like 80 hours a week. So and I just want to know me. your take on how much we are overworked oh. in corporate America and just like in America as a whole like why is it the freaking norm it's like these people get some f-ed up pleasure about working their lives away but it's like i don't understand like i stare at an excel sheet all day and i'm just like what the f-? 
Yeah, so that's all I have. Nothing really positive, but uh, love you. Love your podcast. Uh, yeah, bye. Work. Bye. Um, yeah, that... Ooh, I don't think I'm going to say anything different that you didn't say, because like, I used to be very much that way of like work is the only thing that I feel fulfilled in. And I mean, that's still probably 75% true, but I've really worked at just understanding that if you're not partaking in the reward of your work, then why are you even working in the first place? Because the whole idea is to work of working is to provide a life for yourself. And so if you don't have a life, is working that hard even worth it? And so I for the up until like even through the pandemic, because I the pandemic is probably the hardest I've ever worked in this kind of in this career. Um, because I saw that as an opportunity of Everyone is home. Everyone is bored. Let's do this. Um, And then I have been dealing with it. I've talked about it a little. I've tried to limit how much I talk about it because people are starting to get turned off to the podcast because people are like, just go to therapy, bitch. And I'm like, I am. It's bad. (laughs) Um, But I definitely... I'm at a point now where I enjoy having space from work and all of that. I just think work in general is kind of a fucking scam because it's like, look at squirrels. They're just like running around, collecting shit for winter, taking a nap, waking up, taking a shit and going back to bed. Like, uh, like I just think about like at the end of the day, we really are just like animals and like is i don't know i'm going to sound like some crunchy oatmeal hippie or something but i just yeah i definitely think that work has become and i get it and i i absolutely get it because when you work and you make money money is security in the world we live in both from losing your house to losing food on your table to just anything so i get the stress about work i just wish we all would I don't fucking know. I am so tired. I hate how much everybody works and just how like I don't know, like it just feels like we're all just robots at this would point. You, like would I, I think squirrels work very hard for that nut though. Like they work <laughs> for what they want. Listen, I work <laughs> hard for a nut too, okay? <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> but but I, I work I think... double time for a nut sometimes. <laughs> But they, I think working hard for what you want, right? In other words, if you're doing, like, for example, I, I, listen, I started No Worries Entertainment. I started an entertainment company because I wanted to do it and I love doing it. So I'm doing what I love. You're doing what you love. And and can things fail or not work out? Sure, but you're pursuing what you love. And I think the caller, if you feel like you're doing something that is a, a dead end for you, try and see if there's a passion that you can find in something and maybe find a near new career path or something that you enjoy because going to work every day and enjoying yourself is, is really important. Yeah. And I just would like to preface or like give a little asterisk on that statement that there are a lot of days that I do not enjoy working. I love what I do. And I, when I, I've been thinking now more than ever, 
so probably almost every day about quitting and just like being a bank teller or something like genuinely quitting and like stepping away from it all. But then I think I'm like, then I would just be miserable all of the time. Like (laughs) even on the good parts, like at least for this, it's like I'm miserable most of the time, but there are these moments like releasing middle kid or stuff where I, I, it like hits me and I'm like, this is all worth it. Granted, do I ever remember that when I'm deep in the trenches? Never. But, um, yeah, I I think that's a lot easier said than done to career shift just because, I don't know, now we're getting really introspective and I'm like getting lost in the sauce in my head. I'm like, I'm in like four different thought processes in my head and I'm like. <laughs> when you're at your lowest of lows and then you do have a high like what you're going on with right now. It, there's something about that deep appreciation of of even if you've been in a of knowing how bad it can get and seeing yeah. where it is now, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I mean, it, it's it pursue what you enjoy, and you know, if you love to watch movies and work isn't going well, then take yourself to a movie. You know, I I just think <laughs> I there's like so many advice. people who are just right. I don't know, I, I just do your accounting want- Excel sheets in a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Anyway, I I just want people to be happy, you know? I I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah, I mean same. I just don't think it's that simple to It's not. It's not. Just be like, "Go." It's like when you're depressed and people are like, "Just be happy." Like, "Okay." But you can go cry in a movie theater. It's just that you're in a different No, I know. Area. I've done it multiple yeah. times. It is yeah. so dark and so loud. No one will ever know. It's beautiful. <laughs> Wait, was that you? <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like part of the like overwork current phenomenon, or at least for like people my age is your identity so wrapped up in the job too. And so, but I wonder, Chris, what do you have advice for that? Because your identity is like extra involved in your job. Yeah, this is like, thank you for bringing this up. It's like you read my diary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that is probably the hardest part about my job. My career is that if people don't like my work, it is so hard to differentiate that between them not seeing, seeing that as them not liking me. And that I just that will never feel good because I think everybody wants validation at some extent from people or to feel like they belong. And when it feels like you're being misunderstood, that to me is so soul sucking. Um, yeah. I don't even, yeah, it, I definitely feel that. I don't know if that was the question. I keep, I'm like really bad at remembering questions and then also completing thoughts. <laughs> I'm like sitting here realizing I'm like, did I drink? Did I take a shot halfway through this episode? Like, where did my brain just go? <laughs> Should we take a shot? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> um, I have one more voicemail. So that's a very important question. All right. This is the last voicemail. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, Hi, I'm Patrick. Hi, Patrick. I'm a big fan. Um, I just want to know the tea on the pixelated promo shot. Give us the tea. We all zoomed. We all tried. Ah! 
Let us know what it really is. What did you edit? What did you not? Okay, have a great day. Bye. <laughs> Sam, you did me dirty for that one. <laughs> uh, okay. I think, I think Justin needs to have a shot of that so we know what we're talking about. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> yeah, girl, chill. Keep it in your pants. Um, So I majored in photography. Um, I've always been into graphic design. So when it comes down to do the promotional campaign kind of stuff for Metal Kid, I love it because it really kind of sort of combines every aspect of it. And so, God, you guys are in the head. Um, (laughs) I wanted, so my closet was getting installed and I dumped every piece of like anything in my closet into my guest room. And so it was just truly clothing racks, boxes, garbage bags, mountains of clothing. And I was like, wait a second. This is kind of a vibe of like out of everything, like a formidable kid, like new stuff to be like out of everything in this room, I picked this to wear. And I just wanted to have like these different characters because I I didn't want it to just be like the Chris Clemens show because like with Middle Kid I don't need it being like I don't need people to know it's me, um, and so I did enjoy this idea of taking all of these different elements of like hair dyeing and the wig shopping and like all of these different little nuggets of my career and putting those in like I edited out all my tattoos like. I just wanted it to not seem like me. Obviously, it is me. Um, and, like, the whole concept was built about, like, parts of my videos. So I guess it was, like, literally just the Chris Clemens show. But I wanted each of them to kind of serve this vibe. So the don't uh, go touch some grass hoodie. I wanted to just be, like, this someone sobbing over something they just saw on their phone. Like, go touch some grass. Um and I, I had the idea of mascara running. And so that's why I put like a, the, my little black bob on. And then for this shirt, it's like this guy in an underwear. And it's like, just like men are trash kind of vibe. So I did this like real douchey, like guy with glasses and like a, like tidy whitey. I did, everybody thought <laughs> I stuffed a sock in my thing. <laughs> Just to like make, just to make it look extra ridiculous. Like I'm not sitting here trying to like pass off that that is my junk. But one, it is infamous that any underwear ad is like a stuffed thing. And I just wanted to be this douchey guy who's like stuffing his pants. Like, so I did that. A lot of people thought that was real. And I was like, I vlogged me shooting the whole promo and stuff. Um, So, I mean, I showed like, this is a sock that's going in. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, because that's so embarrassing trying to pass off that you have a bigger, like, I'm very content with the package that UPS delivered, you know? Um, and then, so for the pixelated one, obviously when I was going through the shoot concept, I was like, I don't want any other clothes in this campaign that I'm wearing to be of any other br- I don't want there to be confusion that I'm also selling like pants or something as well right now because I'm not <laughs> that will be coming so I just wanted to pick pretty basic underwear for them all and so when I was shooting the one the pixelated one I 
originally had a pair of blue boxers on. And then I was thinking, well, how funny would it be if, like, the curtains match the drapes? And so, or the carpet matched the drapes. <laughs> and so I was like, so I was like, what if I just pixelated my junk in post? So I did. I didn't alter the size of anything. I think I played around with the coloring. People are like, it's so pink. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But the way it looked, it like I it just didn't look right on my computer. So I like changed the hue of it slightly, which made it really pink, which is like so embarrassing. But I did not alter the size of anything. I did not. I just thought it was really funny and like playful and obviously attention grabbing. It lost me like 5,000 followers on Instagram. People were so pissed off when I posted those. Like so many people. I lost literally 5,000 followers on Instagram in one day. We don't want those friends. I was like, maybe OnlyFans wouldn't work out for me the way I think it would. <laughs> I'm like the only person on earth that people are like, no, put your clothes on, please. <laughs> um, and then for the brown shirt, I obviously dyed my hair and bleached my eyebrows for the first time because I wanted to just be like this wild, wild child. And I thought the pink and the brown looked cute together. Um, but yeah, the pixelated photo I did not think would cause such big commotion but apparently it did so <laughs> anyways that's the fucking story y'all are you happy <laughs> you will not be ever seeing the originals they're all deleted so <laughs> ha, ha 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 he's a rebel i just thought it was fun of like why not get out of bed pretending to be yawning and just uh, dick out with my melons you know so that's Oh, God, yeah, everybody was, like, commenting on that. And I was like, oh, no. I did feel like I had just posted, like, my nudes or something. It was insane feeling. I sent it to, like, three different kinds of friends. And I was like, can you see anything? <laughs> it's like, I was like, play around with this image. I just want to make sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God, wait. Did I send the Photoshop file? To our manufacturers. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? You did? Oh, my God. Because if you took off the layer of pixelation. Oh, the layers. Thank you for your unhinged, <laughs> un unfiltered exploration. All right. Yeah, I have to. I have to go. Um, <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning in and just for supporting me and everything. I hope this was mildly interesting or insightful. I've never really sat down and talked like this about middle kid because i try and keep everything kind of funny and less serious but if we enjoyed it maybe we'll do more um be sure to go check out middle kid at middlekid.supply and go get some stuff if you want a coupon code join the top tier by patreon and yeah be sure to subscribe to unhinged with chris clemens wherever you get your podcasts we put up video episodes on youtube.com slash chris rate and review and i think that is the end of our laundry list thank you sam and jake for being here and for all of your continued hard work on this podcast it does not go unnoticed and justin we missed you um already bye 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 speaking of bye go buy middle kid thank you <laughs> 